Where you stay, I will stay. Your people will be my people. Nicodemus. You're going to hear about Nicodemus in a moment, right? He faced a crossroad when at night he goes over to visit with Jesus because he had a number of questions, right? He wanted answers to his faith questions. And then, of course, Jesus Christ. Jesus faced a crossroad when he struggled with his own soul in the Garden of Gethsemane. Crossroads. North, south, east, west. Which course will you choose? Which path will you take? God, God's will? Would that be the path of choosing? Or your own ways? The choice is up to you. So one of my favorite uh, Bible verses is from Proverbs. Proverbs 3, verses 5 through 6. Years ago, Pam taught it to a VBS class and some uh, youth choir when we were in New York. And so as she was teaching them, I learned to memorize it. And I'm going to sing it to you. So <clears throat> be very gracious to pastor, right? And he goes something like this. Trust in the Lord with all of your heart and lean not on your own understanding. Acknowledge the Lord in all of your ways. And God will make your path straight. And God will make your path straight. Thank you, Larry. Thank you, Larry. So now, church, we're going to sing it together. <laughs> One, two, three. Trust in the Lord with all of your heart. And lean not on your own understanding. Acknowledge the Lord in all of your ways. And God will make your path straight. And God will make your path straight. Okay? When you and I face crossroads in life, you need to wait on God until you can move forward with a sense of confidence that God is directing your path. The Lord said to Abram, Go from your country and your kindred and your father's house to the land that I will show you. So God is asking Abraham to leave his home, his people, and his family. In Abraham's world, these are the things that protect you. These are the things about the future. So this command comes to Abraham as he is at a crossroads happens to be 75 years old, his father is dead, he has no children. So what does his future hold and what the future of his family is at stake, right? So just because, think about this, church, just because a certain path of course, uh, a certain path of action is before you and seems right there is no guarantee that it will be right. Same way, just because another path may seem unpleasant or contrary to what we would think is best, it doesn't mean that it will be wrong. Abram has a hard choice to make as he stands at his crossroad, and so are we in this season of Lent. So following God almost, almost requires always that there is 
sacrifice and there is uncertainty. Each of us must ask ourselves one important question when we face a crossroad in life. Will the path we choose be a path that will fulfill God's plan for our lives? Or will it simply be a path that follows our own reasoning for what we want out of life? This is the context in which we are now to read the Gospel of John. Listen for the words from chapter 3. This is Nicodemus visiting with Jesus. goes like this. Now there was a Pharisee named Nicodemus, a leader of the Jews. He came to Jesus by night and said to him, Rabbi, we know that you are a teacher who has come from God, for no one can do these signs that you do apart from the presence of God. Jesus answered him, Very truly I tell you, no one can see the kingdom of God without being born from above. Nicodemus said to Jesus, How can anyone be born after having grown old? Can one enter a second time into the mother's womb and be born? Jesus answered, Very truly I tell you, no one can enter the kingdom of God without being born of water and spirit. What is born of the flesh is flesh. What is born of the spirit is spirit. Do not be astonished that I say to you, you must be born from above. The wind blows where it chooses and you hear the sound of it, but you do not know where it comes from or where it goes. So it is with everyone who is born of the Spirit. Nicodemus said to Jesus, How can these things be? Jesus answered him, Are you a teacher of Israel and yet you do not understand these things? Very truly I tell you, we speak of what we know and testify to what we have seen, yet you do not receive our testimony. If I have told you about earthly things and you do not believe, how can you believe if I tell you about heavenly things? <clears throat> no one has ascended into heaven except the one who descended from heaven, the Son of Man. And just as Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness, so must the Son of Man be lifted up, that whoever believes in him may have eternal life. For God so loved the world that he gave his only Son, that everyone who believes in him may not perish but have eternal life. Indeed, God did not send the Son into the world to condemn the world, but in order that the world might be saved through him. May God bless our experience as well as our understanding the reading of God's word. Let's pray. <clears throat> Creator God, you know the needs in our hearts and surely you know all the things that we kept up in our minds, the decisions that are not yet made, the choices in our life that we need to struggle with. 
the people to see, the places to go, all of these worries, O oh God. But now we ask that you help us to set them aside, Lord, and that your spirit will be among us, hovering around us, and in fact, that your spirit will be able to touch us, Lord. And in that touching, your spirit will be able to draw us closer to one another, but most importantly, closer to you, O oh Lord, our strength and our Redeemer. Amen. So life crossroads, they create opportunities. They create opportunities for us to choose between different options. And when we see someone embracing the moment when choices are decided upon, it can be a really awe-inspiring moment, right? Experience. Viola Davis won the Academy Award for the Best Supporting Actress in 2017 for the role that she played as Rose Maxson in the movie Fences. How many of you had a choice, a chance to see Fences, right? I would encourage you to take a look, go to the library, pull it out, and, and watch this film. It's a very uh, challenging film. Anyway, the film is set in the 1950s. Rose's husband... His name is Troy. He's played by Denzel Washington. Now, Denzel works for the sanitation department, but he had dreams of becoming a major league baseball player. Royce and Troy, they've been married for a long time, 20 years or so, and they have a teenage son. Rose is the most stable part of Troy, of Troy's life, but sometimes he, uh, he gives in into his demons. So he comes one night home and tells his wife, Rose, that he is going to have a baby with another woman. They remain married, but their relationship is no longer affectionate. When this other woman is about to give birth at child, the child, uh, she dies. The child lives. Troy brings the child, a daughter, happens to be a girl, to Rose. Rose is at a crossroads. She can either reject Troy and this new child, or she can claim them both as her family. And so she responds, I'll take care of your baby for you because she's innocent and you can't visit the sins of the father upon the child. A motherless child had got a hard time. From right now, this child got a mother. But you, a womanless man. At a crossroad, Rose chooses the path that is difficult and painful, but full of love and joy in taking this child in as her own daughter and keeping her family together. You see, church, a crossroad is about change. Choices must be made. 
Not just when things are not working out as you would like them to be or as planned, but also during encouraging moments when we must choose to continue the course or veer off into something new. In our gospel reading today, Nicodemus also faces a crossroad. He is a Pharisee. He's a leader of the Jewish community, and he happens to come to Jesus at night. He is seeking some faith answers. It is not a casual encounter, this visit. Nicodemus is beginning to understand that Jesus is sent from God. In fact, he is even considering that perhaps he is the Messiah. He's starting to realize that there is something bigger is happening here, that he may be called to be doing something much bigger. And Jesus said to Nicodemus at this moment, Nick, you must be born again. You need to step out into a different direction. You need to trust God in doing what God is doing with you and through you. Now, although we may lift up Abraham for apparently being so immediately obedient, I wonder if Nicodemus's story of being at a crossroad is more like the one that we play on a regular basis. You see, there, there may be moments in our lives that we were immediately recognizing God's call and respond, but my hunch says that most of the time, it takes us a while to recognize God's call. Even though that Rose Maxson accepted Troy's baby immediately when he brought her to the house, to their house, she already had been wrestling and struggling with the affair of her husband with this other woman. As I look out to this beautiful covenant, as I look out into the world on a daily basis and listen to the news, read the papers, listen to your own commentaries of life, I wonder if we too may be standing at a crossroad in our lives and you and I see two paths. Through God's word, God is encouraging you to look down both of these paths and see where they might lead. You have a decision to make, and I know that you surely will make one. Crossroads. Places of decision. I want to take a moment and share with you Robert Frost's poem, The Road Not Taken. Two roads diverge in a yellow wood, and sorry I could not travel both and be one traveler. Long I stood and looked down one as far as I could to where it bent 
in the undergrowth. Then took the other, as just as fair, and having perhaps the better claim, because it was grassy and wanted wear, though as for that, the passing there had warned them really about the same. And both that morning equally lay in leaves, not step, had trodden black. Oh, I kept the first for another day. Yet knowing how way leads on to way, I doubted if I should ever come back. I shall be telling this with a side, somewhere ages and ages hence. Two roads diverge in a wood, and I, I took the one less traveled by, and that has made all the difference. Lent is a journey. It's often a physical journey. More often than not, it is a spiritual journey. So what is God calling each of you to do right now? What is God calling us as a covenant of the church of the open hands to do? You see, Abraham took a chance on living home at the age of 75 to start a new life. Now, he did not do it because he had it all figured out before taking the trip of his life. Abram didn't have a plan. He didn't have an idea. He did not have a vision. He did it because God laid out a sevenfold blessing and promises. And God said to Abram, and God says to you and to me and to us, I will make you a great nation. I will bless you. I will make your name great. You will be a blessing. I will bless those who bless you. And those who curse you, I will curse. And through you, all the families of the earth will be blessed. Through you. All the families of the earth will be blessed. Maybe so for you as well as for me. Amen.